Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep while sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of The 360 Brand. This is episode 22, and I'm joined by Kim Delostreas of Peak Radiance. Kim is an international peak performance mentor, host of the Radiant with Kim podcast, and founder of Peak Radiance, which is a company that offers a range of programs that empower people to perform at their peak joyfully. You know she had me hooked when I read that, right? Kim comes from a background of intensive care nursing and professional martial arts. In this episode, Kim and I discuss the fortune behind failure, tapping into our infinite energy so that we can be in flow. During this conversation, it was such a beautiful conversation, Kim, when I asked Kim for recommendations about books or resources that people can tap into for knowledge, she said something along the lines of firmly believing that all the knowledge is within so we need to retreat within ourselves and tap into that knowledge and that really struck a chord with me I've heard that phrase many times but previously I thought it was a crock of shit (laughs) literally I thought I need to know something I need to go out and find that something it's only in recent months that I have really taken ownership and responsibility of myself and really taken ownership of the fact that if I keep still and tap into that infinite energy, not my ego, that supreme energy that is like a download from above, I will find the knowledge. And so when Kim said that, it really resonated very strongly with me. Um, And I guess it's that saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Um, Kim came at a time where I was really ready to receive that information. It's a really beautiful conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And Kim, you're coming to the UK. I cannot wait to meet you. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Uh, today I am joined by Kim Delostreas, who is a, mm, in my mind I keep saying performance coach, only because I met her via Instagram and her Instagram handle is Peak Radiance um, and it just makes me think about, you know, peak performance and stuff. Um, Kim is a coach who works with women to assist them to perform at their peak radiantly and I want to hear more about that because if I'm perfectly honest and I think that however many episodes in now you guys should be able to tell that this is a place of honesty when I first read that I was like oh gosh what does this mean because I have literally just started to come out of the performance output equals your worth Mm -hmm. and I just thought oh gosh is this peak radiance so that I can perform at my peak 
all the time um so i want to hear more from the woman herself so i will hand over to kim so she can introduce herself and tell us a bit about what she does hey kim hi everyone thank you so much for having me on this podcast um you and i met by dm and i think this is what's amazing about having a conscious connection with the people that you meet on instagram so hello and thank you for the invitation uh i am the founder of a company or a movement that i call peak radiance um my and i think if i explain a little bit about myself you'll Mm -hmm. understand about why this is the work that i do i I'm a professionally trained martial artist. I've been doing it for about 25 years. And yes, so I was trained as an athlete with a lot of competition under her belt, literally. (laughs) Um, And I didn't realize that being trained as an athlete at a competitive level taught me how to think differently very much in a way that was all about discipline and efficiency and about how to perform always at your best, really without, really without knowing it or, or, or like forcing myself to, because that's just what the mentality is. And after doing it for so long, um, that's just how my mind kept going. Sorry about the sirens. It's New York City. (laughs) Welcome. I'll let that pass for a second. Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, I was also um, in science research for about 10 years. I started science research when I was around 15, 14, 15. And I was studying... um, neuroscience and all about memory Mm. and I didn't really realize at that time how much work that was going to do and influence on my work. Um, I I basically studied how the human mind at a cellular level would perform acts the same way regardless you know and it was all about habits at that point, but at a cellular level. And then lastly, I was also uh, a nurse, a trauma nurse for 10 years. And I saw the really like how people perform at a level of, of real urgency on a daily basis was Mm. like, so essentially my background I used all three aspects and created what I call a, a mix of science and energy and created My favorite. peak radiance. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I created peak radiance. And I know that that was a little bit of a, of a background there, but I think it, it does explain a lot why um, I, I created this. So essentially peak radiance really is about Performing at this level, performing at a top level, um, but joyfully and radiantly. And and what I mean by this is we all know as ambitious, high-performing women that we have these, these thoughts and habits that hold us back. You know, we always often feel like I have to do it all, all the time, only me, 
or else the business will fail or I will fail or my daughter or my son will miss out on something. You know, there's, there's a lot of this negative connotations that we bring onto ourselves as ambitious women and high performing women. And, and, you know, we can't blame ourselves for it. That's just how our mind works. Um, so for me, what I do is I help them with number one, connecting with what I call their chi, with their energy, with their life force, Mm -hmm. this, this, you know, bigger than, than you entity and really connect you at that level of your highest self. You know, we always talk about, oh, I'm going to perform as my highest self or present myself as my highest self. That, what I'm trying to let people understand is your (laughs) highest self is there. Mm -hmm. On the Eastern, in Eastern practices, your chi or your highest self, your life force is with you at all times. It's just that realization of it being with you at all times, at eternally, whether or not you know you're having a bad day or a good day, whether or not you're successful or unsuccessful in your own eyes, it you have your highest self in you. It's just it's untapped. That energy yeah. is untapped. That connection is untapped. And so once you have that connection, how do you maintain that connection? And what I do is I help people create habits that are sustainable, that are coming from joy. Um, and I believe that habits are, are created from a mind, body, and soul level. That's where the real change happens is when habits are tapped into in a way where all three levels are ignited. Um, and so, yeah, that was a bit of a roundabout no, but no, I no, think no, that no, that's, no. well that's, it was a roundabout but it was a beautiful roundabout and I picked <laughs> up things in what you said because as I peel back the layers of why I bristled to the begin to begin with with peak radiance I think that my default because it was that literal no, because my default is that literal go, 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 mm-hmm. because this is how you prove, you prove your worth. I yeah. hung on to the peak part and mm-hmm. I also hung on to my knowledge from your website of you being a competitive martial, art, martial, artist. martial, art, martial artist. So I held on to those. But as you were speaking and you talked about your study of neurology and memory mm-hmm. and how the human mind works and, you know, your cellular habits and, and, and stuff. I was able to let go of my hang-ups about something that I now realise really made me dull my light and play small and focus on the part about habits. Because as soon as you said that, I just thought to myself, wow, you're talking about creating habits that enable you to perform at your peak. Yes, joyfully. Joyfully. And what, what I was bristling at was my memory of creating habits that kept me at a low vibrational level. Yeah. Um, so I think <laughs> it's, it's really important, especially the part that you talked about, or especially calling it habits and talking about it being a cellular thing, because I've had a few conversations in the last couple of weeks where I've been talking about radical self-acceptance and radical self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And people have been curious and wanted to learn more about what I mean by that. And 
what I mean by that is standing naked in your truth, not hiding from it, being uncomfortable, uh, but looking at it with curiously compassionate eyes or compassionately curious eyes so that you are not defining yourself by what you see. You are acknowledging that that's a part of you and being radical in that, for me, being radical would be, or not would be, is putting in the work to apply something consistently so I am replacing my old habit with a new habit which feels lovely and what you were saying sorry I'm like having my moment now (laughs) what you were saying about feeling it on a soul level and what you said about cellular habits I know for me it's taken a long time it's taken two years of consistently being on it as well as the background of me starting to be awakened to stuff that led to the two years of being consistently on it till it got to a place where I could feel it in my cells I could feel it in my soul and then I could act it but it wasn't acting no let me replace that word then I could do it so those negative defaults still occur but there's a natural nurturing response to that that's like okay we're not saying that that isn't true that may be true but that's not everything what about all of these and let's turn that I am lazy into the reality which is you are tired because you haven't practiced your self-care therefore your output is low because you're tired but the the root is because you haven't done your self-care exactly and I I really like how you are talking about this because Something I do want to point out, and I think hopefully people will benefit from what I'm about to say, is that, you know, when I talk about our energy, right, you know, there's there's some science, scientists now are just devoting themselves to, to energy, you know, at a spiritual and scientific level. And I think that's really, really exciting. But when we talk about energy and our chi, Something that people don't realize is that, yes, this this energy that we believe in and that we have is infinite, right? This is really what the highest self looks like. This is what we strive to be. You know, this is what, like, our connection is trying to get to. But we are also of a human body and a human mind Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, human habits And what really changed the game for me was when I was talking to one of my masters, because now my, you know, I I have a few um, spiritual teachers who I respect and love, and they're all martial artists, have been practicing martial arts for like 40, 50 years. And, you know, some people are like, martial artists, yes, that's monks, you know, like Buddhist monks are some of the most spiritual people in the world, and they're also avid martial artists, so... There's a practice there that happens naturally when you have been practicing martial arts for a very long time is that you are connected at this level of chi. Mm -hmm. Um, But what they say is, you know, one of them, he pointed out to me like, look, you're beating yourself up because, yes, you have this purpose and you have this like mission and you feel very, very strongly about it. But you're also human, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes... So if you're human and your highest self 
knows that you're human and can forgive you and wants you to rest, why is it so hard for you to accept that? And I was like, wait, wait, what? My, my heart fluttered. Yes. So my highest self is this of this infinite energy, but also of this human energy and knows that well, Kim needs rest. Yeah. Kim needs self-love. Yeah. Kim needs, you know, time out. Kim yeah. needs this. And I was like, wait, what? And it's forgiving to me. And what? I can tap into that energy at any time. Like I don't have to lose my flow. Oh my gosh. And that literally was a game changer for mm. me because I went from hustle 24 sevens, 365 days a year. Not that I don't work daily yeah but my my energy and my mindset went from hustle to what is my flow yeah all of a sudden that word hustle was immediately replaced by flow and it was just a complete total game changer because what we always want to do is we have we have to live this balanced um, life and that balanced life really is this this median of infinite energy and and human performance mm-hmm. and what is the median of that mm-hmm. and how do we tap into it both in a way that is is sustainable for us mm-hmm. joyful for us mm-hmm. and can make the most impact in the world that's that's really what um peak radiance is all about yeah so thank you (laughs) absolutely because it's so easy to get to to take yourself into this trap where you are seeking spiritual enlightenment you are trying to live this life that is more attached to your higher self than your earthly self yes and in that because sometimes we think in absolutes So there are people that I've come across in the quote-unquote spiritual world Uh who I just think, where's the fun, man? Like, everything is so... um, (laughs) It's like another version of those people who are part of organised religion that think they're holier than thou. And I'm like, in addition, at times, what you are presenting as enlightened feels like judgment because yes. you're forgetting the human piece. Yes. So yes. it will be like it will um somebody looked at me, I've got some go-to songs depending on what I need. So if I am in a loop of overthinking and it's this negative diatribe, I haven't, I haven't, I should, I should, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to, and start acting desperate, yeah. I whack on Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J because <laughs> I know, I know LL, that by the time man. I get to like the third bar, I'm in that shop, I'm in that shop, I was just about to quote a lyric, wrecking shop, I'm in there, I'm not wrecking shop, but I'm wrecking those, I'm disrupting yeah. those patterns in my mind, Yeah. and yeah. when I finish, my heart is pumping, I feel a bit warmer, and everything just seems smaller, so those yeah. big loops that I was creating in my mind, Yeah. I'm like, Tamu, come on girl, Yeah. not in a chastising way, but I've, I've literally just lifted 
I feel your like spirit. I connected yeah, your with energy. My... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I really love that. I think it's a really important piece that we can't forget that we are, and it's okay to be human, but that doesn't give us carte blanche to start engaging in bullshit. Um, yeah. 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 And and I think that that was my problem, to be quite candid, with spirituality. You know, I, last year, was my, was the year that I realized a lot of things. So I had... I had five deaths within three months last year, and five what? deaths. Deaths. Oh, deaths! Shit. Yeah, yeah. I had five deaths within three months, and it. Wow. Yes, and it was literally life changing for me uh, because I didn't know what was going on. Right, like I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is going on? Why is this happening to me?" I had. Um, I lost my grandmother, um, who really was like my second mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost three pets, three cats within three months, which Mm -hmm. was extremely heartbreaking for me because Mm -hmm. all my friends know that my cats were like my my babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, we lost our family dog um, to an accident. and I, it was, it was a lot and it really pushed me to seek out for like answers wherever I could get them. And I was going to spiritual healer, to spiritual healer, to, to this, to that. I mean, for three months, I was like, what is happening? Right. And, um, I finally stepped back. I went to a meditation class and I got out of the meditation class and everybody was just talking about like, wow, that was so amazing. Yeah, that was great. That was great. And all I could think about was like, I did not feel whatever you guys were feeling in there. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, you know, maybe it was also my energy at that time, but I just didn't have that connection at that point. Um, So I went home. And I meditated my way and I had the most amazing, I don't know how, um, if other people meditate here, like people who are listening, but I do a lot of visual meditation and I just let my mind wander whatever images and colors and, and whatever I see, I, I try to remember that and I journal it and then I look up the meanings for it and then, you know, a year later, something will make sense. And I think that's what's be- the beautiful part about it. Um, but I started, <laughs> okay, so I'll share something really intimate with you. I started seeing dragons in, in this particular meditation. And I was like, wow, dragons, really? Like, I was just like in my mind, like, you know, with these dragons. And I was like, wow, awesome. And a few weeks later, I was in the park and I was meditating again. And I realized that I was not riding the dragon, but I was this dragon. Like I was in my, in my meditation, I was the dragon. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is really cool. Like I'm this powerful being in, in, in my mind and in this meditation. And then several weeks later, I, 
I've never turned around in this particular meditation, but I kept tapping back into it. And I turned around and the sky was just full of dragons, right? And so I was talking to, at that point, I had, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this, this uh, spiritual thing on my own and I'm going to see where it goes. And I got in contact again with my, um, some of my martial arts masters and I told them about these visions and, and two of them were like, oh my God, this is crazy. They just literally started laughing. And I was like, what is it? You know, we're on the uh, rooftop of Brooklyn. And I was like, what is the, what does this mean? And they, they said to me, they're like, you know, in Eastern beliefs, uh, they say like tapping into your chi, tapping into your energy is literally riding the dragon. And I have goosebumps now, even, you know, even mm-hmm. talking about it because I, I don't, don't, you know, these are things that I've experienced, but I don't really talk about it much anymore. Um, and when they said that, they were like, do you understand that what is happening to you, what, what you're going through, this is your spiritual awakening. And what, what it's saying to you is that you don't need anyone other than yourself to discover this momentous event in your life. You do not have to seek masters out. You are the master. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that just changed everything for me. I literally went from seeking mentality to masterful mentality. And it was as if something clicked in my head and I thought, right, I've got this. You know, it was for the first time ever really where my work, what I was doing, why I felt everything I was feeling, it just all made sense. And that that whole, like, I understand now that going through the five deaths was sort of a way for the universe to, like, wake me up, like, hey, yeah. like, this is happening, you're, you're waking up, and, you know, but at mm-hmm. the same time, what you say about some spiritual people out there and um, who whoever may be trying to seek spirituality in, in their life and their own purpose, what I want to say is look within you, no matter how how much of a beginner you may feel it is of a masterful level because no one will know you other than yourself and yes there are people there who can guide you to know yourself at this level but I would say seek out those people in a way in a very in 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 a very careful way so, so that it's what you rather than everything it, yes so that what you are doing is actually tapping into your wisdom rather mm. than having to be dependent on someone all the time for that wisdom does that does that make that sense that makes absolute sense and yes. i totally hear where you're coming from because i'm having a similar experience where i'm no longer feeling the need to do a million and one courses however I can feel my connection to what you're saying Mm -hmm. because I'm in this place of accepting myself, flaws and all. Like literally, when I'm talking about 
standing in the center of yourself and taking in your 360 degrees, I feel very firmly in that place. And I'm quite sure with the more I stay here, the more I'll realize that I wasn't quite in the center today. I was moving towards because, you know, levels, ascendance and all that kind of stuff. Right. So what I want to ask is, how can people get to a point where they are because you were saying about people you you know yourself better than anybody else yeah but what I'm coming across more and more is people that don't really know themselves because they become so attached to the narrative that was framed around them that said because they are female they are this because they were born at this time they were that because they're this ethnic background they're that this level of qualification so what I'm finding is that there are people that are very good at telling me about their roles about their titles about what they mean Uh but not yet at a point where they can tell me just about themselves right and I think the level of mastery you're talking about Uh you need to know yourself rather than your role get what I'm saying Absolutely. And if you do know yourself, if you're brave enough to take on, that's just my cat running around. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She's going crazy over there. Um, It is, it is a, um, a path that a lot of people, I don't think willingly take, unfortunately Um, it, because it is so much easier to hide behind masks of Mm -hmm. a role or an identity or an idea. And what you were saying before, standing in the middle of the room naked as yourself with all your flaws, I don't think a lot of people are prepared to do that um, for whatever reason. But if you are brave enough to discover yourself in a way where your soul becomes raw, literally. It, it is stripping yourselves of, uh, yourself of an idea, of, of expectations, of everything you thought you knew about yourself. You strip mm-hmm. that away. If you are brave enough to do that, you will come out stronger. You will come out with sharper images and visualizations and the knowing of how to do it, mm-hmm. it, it just reprograms your mind, body, soul. That connection is just like steel. It is mm-hmm. unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people always talk about wellness and performance with, well, I'm eating well and I'm sleeping well and I'm, you know, I have a group that I talk to and I, I drink my tea in the morning. And yes, these are all things that can complement the nourishment of your body and your heart and your soul. But there's more to it than that. There is literally this, this cheek connection that I think a lot of people are missing out on. Yeah. And the tapping into what what we're doing are, are things to um, lit, little habits and things to nourish us and make us feel good, and that's the start of it. 
Mm-hmm. That's, that's really the human side of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, let's tap into this more. But what I think people need to understand is the true power is when you <clears throat> don't have to do that, where you, let's say, you literally don't have to do two hours of self-care to know that you can tap into your infinite source of energy, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's be real. We all have a life to live and we can't do two, three hours of self-care every day, <laughs> right? And that for me, last summer, I would not forgive myself if I couldn't journal and have tea and do all of this at the same time. And it was yep. taking up like two and a half hours. And let me tell you, like, yeah, it changed my life and my mindset and my perspective. But I was also stressed out a little bit because I was like, well, shit, it's 10 o'clock. I got to get work done. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yes, we have time for that. But at the same time, like, that's that's my human side, nurturing my human side and trying to connect. What I'm talking about is getting into the flow of of just knowing mm-hmm. that you are this, this life force and she energy that, yeah. that is infinite. And, and yes, you can nourish that. And I nourish it. I do my rituals on a daily and on, and on a weekly basis, but don't feel guilty if you don't have the time to do it on a daily basis. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about with flow. Yeah. Um, because once it starts to feel resentful, it, it just and no longer, oppressive. yeah, it then no longer comes from a place of joy. Like yeah. you start, it, it's not coming from the heart anymore. Yeah. And you're like, well, why the hell am I doing this? Exactly. Is it because I, I want to look cool? Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's part of it too, is, is just knowing um, and tapping into that energy and that mm-hmm. life force that mm-hmm. is infinite mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Thinking about tapping into that life force, that energy, that chi, um, I think that's important in knowing when you need to bend and flex or change course altogether. Um, And when I was reading on your website, it struck me that um, some of your success has actually come from pivoting, changing, evolving. Um, and and adapting plans accordingly. So you had your very scientific studies, your career in neurology, and then um, you've moved into the world of coaching. What was the mindset work required to manage those transitions? Because we're creatures of habit and we're, we're, we're trained to fear change oh absolutely and I live in a bubble of of oh it's gonna sound wrong but I love fear like if I don't if I'm not pushing myself outside my comfort zone and I'm not feeling uncomfortable or like a slight fear then I know it's not big enough of a change for me. It's not big enough of a challenge for me. It's not big enough of, of what I am seeking. 
Um, so fear to me, I love it. Right. But, um, there was so much that had to be stripped from my mindset. And also I think one th- one thing I want to point out is how, how much as humans, we love <clears throat> to give our self worth to t- based on our titles, <clears throat> like what you were saying, right? Like what you were saying, because for me, I, so my dad's a physician, I am a third generation owner of a hospital in the Philippines and the ex wait, I'm a third generation owner (laughs) of a hospital in the Philippines. Philippines. Yes. My my (laughs) grandfather, my grandfather, um, built a hospital in the Philippines that is still running today. My father is the director of that hospital and um, it still belongs to our family. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that have any, it, like, did that, ha- when you were doing your mindset work, did any of that have anything to do with it? Because I'm, I'm not wanting to generalise, but my experience of my own being the child of immigrants and people around me, parents that have come from another country to England or America, uh-huh. quite often... It's, there's this whole notion of creating a better life and that better life tends to involve very traditional professions. Oh, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. so to say, oh, actually, I'm going to leave my very successful medical career and oh, become uh, a coach. In my family, years ago, that would have been, you say what? Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking, what? <laughs> Good try. (laughs) The expectation I thought for a very long time was for me to also be in the medical field in one way, shape or another, because it Mm -hmm. is so ingrained in our family. And my mom worked for the World Health Organization for 30 years. So whatever, you know, whichever way you go, it was all about medicine. And I, so I put a lot of pressure on myself and of course there were expectations from me as a first generation American, a daughter of an immigrant, of immigrants to, to, you know, get these titles. I I think at, at one point there was definitely like these expectations and, um, and that's why I, I got into research at such a young age, you know, 14, 15 years old. I was in Johns Hopkins, Rockefeller. I was, you know, uh, Cornell, all these big names here. Wow. Uh, yes. But, but this plays a lot, too, because what I realized was that I was sort of living someone else's dream for a very long time. And it pushed me over the edge, quite literally. At um, the age of 22, I did not achieve what I thought I was going to achieve. I, you know, in college, I was studying um, biochemistry as well as studying um, everything that really lit me up, which was like psychology and history and and. Um, political science 
really about how to connect with other human beings. And what happened was I got let go from my university at the age of 22 after studying for five years because my grades were too low. This was me coming in as valid as as you know, with scholarships, with wow. um, governors' scholarships. Half of my um, college was being paid for. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, a plus student always, always, always. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the important lesson for me, right? So, but when I was let go, it was almost as if I could make decisions again. It, I was Freedom. not, it, yeah, because I wasn't sad about it. I was holding on to something, this expectation in my mind that I thought what my parents, my family, you know, the community needed mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, nobody needed it from me. I was the one that was putting all that pressure on myself. And it was almost as if I needed something so dramatic to happen into my life. For me to be like, wait, hold on a minute. What? You know, so after that happened, I really was a little bit confused about what to do, where to go. Um, I got into this amazing nursing um, course, and I basically got my bachelor's of science in nursing, which led me to do the service work, again, in medicine Mm -hmm. with trauma, intensive care, emergency room, everything that involved life and death for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much um, working in Cornell again and, you know, uh, NYU, all the, these hospitals that are amazing here in the United States. And that shaped the way that my consulting and my coaching work really works because what I didn't realize was that in this role, I was going to communicate with people on such a deep level every single day, literally on a, you know, possibly dying level on every single day. And when I made that transition into coaching and um, into consulting with with uh, peak radiance and peak performance, I found that it wasn't very hard, that I was doing it for a very long time. Um, And it was just a completely different title. And when I shared it with my parents, my, both my mom and dad were quite, they, they were literally quite expecting a big change for me. So it wasn't like they were, you know, shocked or anything like that. Um, but it was me, myself, and I, the, these realizations that I could literally do anything at any given point and that a role at a job isn't everything in my life. It isn't, it does not define me. And that was something that I had to really, really understand and that, um, But yeah, every single stage of my life, I think, literally has played such a huge role in the shaping of 
of what I am doing now. And I can mm-hmm. understand people in a way that I don't think I would have been able to if I, if I didn't have all these, um, all these experiences. Yeah. And, and the confidence to, to pivot and change. Yeah. With that. Yeah. So back to peak radiance. Yes. And the work that you do to support people to access and sustain their peak. Yeah. Joyfully. How, what is some of the work that you do around that? Because, um, the reason that I'm asking to be mm-hmm. transparent is um, I did an event uh, last week with um, my friend Nicola from a company called A Life More Inspired. And I talked about when I first went freelance from being employed to self-employed and the work I was doing, it had a lot more responsibility than what I had done previously, mm-hmm. but it required, it wasn't grueling the way that my work was before. Mm-hmm. So when it came to submitting invoices, I would take ages, not realizing that I was so trapped in an an, an, an employee mindset mm-hmm. within an environment that said, "You your salary is because you have literally bust your ass yeah. all month, every yeah. day, you've taken work home. And because I didn't feel like I had done that, I felt like I didn't deserve that money mm-hmm. because I had been duped into thinking earning money was hard. It was yeah. grind. It was hustle. Yeah. So how do you enable people to switch from that to knowing that they can perform at their peak and it doesn't have to be grueling right. and it is still worthwhile? Right. I'm a very, like I said, I live in this, in this, um, wave now where I love to see what overcoming my fear looks like. What is the result of that? And so when I do, I, I don't really take on uh, one-to-one clients anymore. Um, but with my one-to-one clients now, what I do with them is, you know, I do create, we, we tap into their chi and, and we create this connection with their particular chi. And then from there, we work on the six uh, grounding principles of habits, what I call like feminine habits, um, because the one thing with peak performance that, and this is another reason why I felt so compelled to, to change the way women feel about peak performance is because it is such a male dominated community. When you talk about peak performance, we are so associated with a male mentality because it is a male dominated idea. And that is something that I'm trying to change because mm-hmm. as women, we speak a different language and it is a connection with mind, body, soul um, that I think is very, very important for women to connect when it when it comes to um, living at a peak radiant life. Mm-hmm. So when we are creating these habits, you know, we do one that's with conscious connections. We do one with overcoming fear and we perform um, small tasks on these on a daily basis, 
And so we, when we are overcoming an idea, for example, our worth with money, um, I, for, I, and I can share with you, I, for the longest time, thought money, one, involved life and death because I was a trauma nurse for so uh-huh. long. Um, two, it involved separation from family because with our hospital, even though, yes, we are doing great work in with that hospital, saving lives on a daily basis, I grew up separated from my father mm-hmm. for a majority of the time. Hours. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I thought, well, if I really wanted to make a lot of money, I would have to be separated from whoever I loved, whether that was my parents, my partner, my children, my future children. These were all subconscious thoughts in my head. And so what I needed to do was I needed to, one, have conversations about these fears, about these, these mindsets that I've created for myself. And the first thing I did was I talked openly about it with my parents, you know, what, because I realized that their relationship with money was, was possibly something that I was taking on, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, blueprint, the blueprint. But here's one thing we assume that that blueprint says something. I encourage people to have a conversation with the people if they can, who are affecting them in such a massive way. And in this case, it was my dad and my mom. And mm-hmm. I had conversations about them around money. And I realized that, wait, hold on a minute. I didn't know everything that I thought I knew about how they felt about money. That was just one side of me see, seeing something. Oh, my gosh. You know, like my mind was blown yet again. Oh, my goodness. My mom and my dad, they... The way they think is exactly how I think on a daily basis about yeah. money. It's infinite, you know? Yeah. Wait, all the things that I was thinking was just, again, my ego, like, trying to diminish it. So have a conversation with people who you think and know are is affecting you in a big way because yeah. it might, that one conversation might just change everything for you. Another thing that I do with them is I take on small tasks because when we are trying to change a blueprint at a cellular level, right, that is imprinted at a cellular level. We have to start creating a different blueprint at a cellular level. And the way we do that is with feelings and with experiences. So the first, when we first try to do something, and this is, you can do this today, Let's say you're walking in a park, right? You, Tamu, have your route that you walk in a park to relax. And if you take that route, you will feel amazing, right? Let's say your mind says, or I challenge you today to take a different route. What? Exactly, right? What do you mean? Why why would I do that if this one works? It works. Well, because, Tamu, that one lane... You've explored all of it. You're getting used to it, right? So we want to take a different route to have new experiences, to have new feelings, to engage with your mind in a different way, to look at a tree in a different way and say, holy cow, how long has that tree been here? Let me touch that. What kind of energy does that tree have? Um, To possibly see 
you know, a different set of people walking in the park that day and to have a different conversation. It is as simple as doing something differently like that to start getting a different feeling. Am I with- boring? This sounds so exciting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing a different walk. <laughs> I do it all the time. But it, it really is. I'm, I'm trying to use a very simple um, example. What do you mean? This is living on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but this is how habits are broken, right? Yeah. I'm trying to, to let people understand that the way our mind and our body works, our life is literally one big habit. It is one, yeah. y- you take a basket and you fill that with habits and that is your life. And then people start to wonder, like, well, why can't I change this about my life and that about my life? Because you've got a basket full of habits that aren't working for you. So your mind says one thing. It's like, well, I don't want this anymore. But you're not doing anything about it. You've still got the same damn balls in that basket. Yes. So it's time to take some of those things out and replace them with new ones. Or then it becomes subconscious. Like then it then it impacts your. Every you know, day, subcon- yeah, it 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 literally becomes a you. different way of life. Yes, yeah. so so many people now are living this. You know, it's like tapping into the subconscious. Great, you're tapping into your subconscious. That is connection with chi and energy. Now, what are you going to do about it? Right? Oh my there is, gosh! There is no call to action. And now, what is the human side of it? Now, what? And this is what I mean about science. This is why it is important to start taking responsibility for tapping into your subconscious and creating something greater with what you are tapping into. And how are you going to do that? For me, it is all about the power of creating sustainable habits. Habits. And that's that's the peak radiant lifestyle. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. Anybody that came to my um event with nicola wellness is wealth you may be thinking what i'm thinking which is what you gonna do in the tone of (laughs) melanie usabi one of the ladies on the panel literally what she was saying is it's all well and good knowing these things saying these things speaking up for these things tweeting these things instagramming these things yeah but really really in the real real world what are you going to do yeah and literally somebody i was speaking to not so long ago she was talking about feeling really stuck yeah. and about feeling anxious and about how it makes her breathe and this and that and the other. And I said, but what are you doing other to than do talking yeah. about how it makes you feel? Because yeah. I just thought, in my mind, I thought, you're just giving yourself permission to feel like this and not do anything. Yeah. So I was like, literally get up right now, this moment, and do something yeah. to disrupt that. And I might as well have said... I'm going to come and run you over with a bus. She, she was literally like, what, 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 what do you mean? Yeah. And yeah, we, we can't make new habits unless we do them. Yes. And that feeling that you're describing is unfortunately, you know, a feeling that a lot of people may feel when, when it's time to have another expansion, when it's time to level up. And what I say to that, Ooh, sorry about that. Give me one second. Uh, interrupted by a phone call. How dare! I know. Eight forty-one. Why would they be calling, huh? Um, what I would say to that is, you know, rather than inviting anxiety into into your realm of energy, into your space, 
what I would invite is why, like, sort of, okay, I acknowledge it. I feel this. My ego feels this because half of the time it is our ego that is trying to, you know, what people say, hold hold us back. Mm -hmm. I actually... So my relationship, I'll explain something to you. My relationship with my ego is I cradle my ego and I talk yes. to my ego like it's, my it's a baby. Exactly. Because when I do that, my ego works with me. It wants me to expand even There's bigger. No exactly. And it has no tantrums. So what I would say is when you are feeling anxious and when you are feeling like it's time to expand, but you don't know how to, I would say that number one, give yourself the space to just feel what you feel, accept what you feel, because I think if you're trying to fight it, that's when there's more resistance that comes. And secondly, I would invite at that point to really tap into the cause of that anxiety. And and more or less, people will know what that cause is, whether, and it's typically rooted in one thing. People say that, you know, oh, but it's it's money and it's my family and it's this and this and this. It's really about like one belief system that ties it all together, right? Mm-hmm. And so what is that? Journal about it, have a cup of tea with it, um, talk to it, really get to know that and have conversations. Again, I encourage people to have conversations with either your workmates or your boss or your family who are affecting you in that way, start investigating it, try Mm -hmm. to understand it. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, what I would say is the the real way to overcome something is to forgive it. Mm. And not, you know, for the longest time, I played very, very, very small because when number when I got let go from my first university, I was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. I can't believe this happened to me. I wasn't angry at myself for, for that because I sort of wanted it to happen subconsciously so I can start making decisions. But at the same time, I was sort of angry at myself for, I guess, like, not living up to the expectations that I was used to living up to. Right. So, and I thought I forgave myself because I was like, well, I I can make decisions and I can do this. And yes, I I was making all these decisions and I was doing it, but it wasn't really until I started doing self work where I realized all those decisions I was making, even though I thought I was making them because I, I could, I was making small decisions for a very long time because I had not forgiven myself. I had not mm-hmm. connected mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my higher self and really thought like, wow, I didn't have to make decisions on relationships, for example, on, on how I felt about myself for a very long time, for example. I just when you forgive yourself, there is such a power to it and you embrace it. It becomes a part of you and you can just become so much better rather than trying to forget about it. Because it just leaks out elsewhere. It does. It really does. So 
it's okay, you are human. And forgiveness of yourself and, and your past mistakes and your shortcomings and everything in between, there will be so much more in the future about it, you know. It's, it's just a matter of forgiving yourself instantly now. Like for me, if I, if, if I get a rejection letter from a potential client or something like this, I don't mope around about it. It is literally just another email. You know, I was having a conversation about it with my dad. Where I was like, if I'm not getting five different, you know, no's or um, maybes or things like that on a daily basis, I'm not growing. Yeah, right? it means you're not doing anything. It, it means I'm not doing something. It's mean, it it means that I'm not tapping into what I want to be tapping into in my work. So forgiveness is key because your I call I call habits muscles, like habit muscles and, Absolutely. and what I say is like if you if you learn how to forgive yourself, the sooner you start doing it, the easier it becomes and you forgive yourself on a daily basis and it just yeah. becomes a habit. It becomes yeah. this thing, you know, yeah. where I'm just like, oh, I wasn't 100% on point with it. Oh, damn, I should have said something else or this or this. And then literally it is just a passing thought rather than me getting bombarded with negativity. Absolutely. So if there's anything that I could invite people to start doing today... I would say start flexing your forgiveness muscles mm. for yourself. Yeah. 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 <sighs> love, love, love. Um, we've kind of covered things that I was going to ask and whatever I didn't, it wasn't supposed to because this conversation, I've, I've really enjoyed it and, and benefited um, I'd like to ask you, though, um, do you have any resources that you can share that have been useful for you, like books, podcasts, people? I am actually going to be starting a podcast in February. <laughs> so you're talking about that. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So um, something that, again, when I've <laughs> when I started connecting with my work with peak radiance so when I say my highest self connecting with my highest self peak radiance is my highest self this is you know I put my work into my highest self and I decided to um, give her a global voice <laughs> and um, one way to do that is by having a podcast mm -hmm. so look out for a podcast where hey. I'm going to be <laughs> yes where I'm going to be um sharing performance um, and habits and joyful um, experiences with people both here in the U.S. and in Asia and in the U.K. Wonderful. So it's going to be a global podcast. Mm -hmm. um, books, I would probably say, I, I mean, there I was, there's a ton of books out there, self-help books, but I would probably say that, um, you know what, I'm going to go out of the limb here. I would invite you to write your own self-help book, your yeah. own book. Yeah. Because everybody has, everybody has a book and I've got 
Jesus, like a freaking whole library here. But mm-hmm. the one thing that really changed my way of thinking is one that I was going to write my own destiny and that own my own destiny was whether it was journaling or speaking to my phone when Mm -hmm. I'm walking Mm -hmm. um and just just knowing that everything that you seek that wisdom that you seek really is within you and I, Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm a broken record player here because I've I don't know how many times I've said that today but just speak the truth of that wisdom that already lies within you. It, it's in there. Mm-hmm. And again, yes, there are people who can help you get that wisdom out. But start tapping into that wisdom and start writing that voice down. Everybody has this higher self voice, right? Like. Yeah this voice that comes to us or whether it's through a dream or through feelings or, you know, thoughts, write them down yeah. and explore it. Just like yeah. the visions of my dragons, mm-hmm. because you never know what, what sort of life changing experience you may have from one thought or one vision or one mm-hmm. meditation. Mm-hmm. But if there was a book, I would probably say, um, the Master Key by Robert Peng. It talks all about connecting with your life force and your chi energy. Um, I think that might be a little bit different from what people would usually recommend. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. And I think um, people would benefit from it. Brilliant. Thank you. And do you have, uh, you've told us that you've got your podcast, which will be launching soon. Yes. Do you have anything else coming up or anything current that um, you'd like listeners to know about? Well, I'm inviting all my, all, all your listeners to connect with me on Instagram. It's at Peak Radiance because there are a lot of things happening. I am holding my first event, which is a wellness event here in New York City on May 18th. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And I'm really considering coming to the UK um, later on this year and holding a space of wellness for the mind, body, soul. Um, the events are called The Radiance, which, okay. yes, The Radiance is an aura and it has a life force on its own. Um, so I'm, I'm really considering it so I would just invite people to come on on Instagram and and give me a follow because on there I'm pretty active um yeah yeah. otherwise I'm a dinosaur everywhere else (laughs) my friends make fun (laughs) of me all the time (laughs) all the time I'm like Um, 101 old woman when it comes to do you have like um because yes um a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are very active on Instagram and some of them love a mailing list too so is there a website they can go to to join a mailing list or something sure well they can go on uh, my website which is kimdelastrias.com and actually instead of just signing up for my freebie write me an email I okay. love that I love okay. listening I, I mean I love hearing from people and having that yeah. conscious connections and I promise yeah. I'll write you back brilliant so brilliant. yeah brilliant 
Excellent. Yay. Kim. <laughs> thank you so much, Instagram, for all the wonderfulness, this beautiful <laughs> playground you're creating, because I'm just meeting so many women that yeah. are not scared to take a seat on the friendship bench and say, hey, I'm here, I'm open, I'm looking to make connections, yeah. um, which is what we've done, which is really lovely. So thank you very much. And thank you for your time. Thank you very much. This has been amazing. <laughs> take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms rule. Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at Live360. I hope to engage with you soon. Podcast produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. Take care.